We've all felt that feeling where, at the end of the day, you wish you felt better about the stuff you accomplished. I mean, unless you're perfect. But no, most of us have felt that feeling where we wish we got more done, right? There's a heaviness, a tiredness, and a good helping of, damn it, I didn't give it my all today. On the show today, I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about 25 of our favorite tips to manage tasks that we all have to deal with. And I want to talk about each of those here today on the show with you and my partner, Corbett Barr. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. Sing, uh, everyone in the country. I don't know. I'm not trying to do that karaoke voice thing, and I'm not nailing it, guys. Hello, and welcome to the Fizzle Show. This is a podcast where every Friday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. I mean, how, how does that sound? How does that sound, right? Not hating your job for a living. I'm not saying you have to live off your passion. I'm just saying, what if you didn't hate your job? And what if you worked for yourself? I mean, that's what we're here for, and a lot of us do. And this episode is no exception. As I said earlier, this is for those of you who are working in your business every day. There's tasks we got to do. We're going to get into it here in a second and give you some of our tips and tricks and hacks and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to tell you about Fizzle here in the show in just a second. So I'm not even going to say, you know, that part. I'll just say this. You can follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 180. This episode is just Corbett and I because Steph was traveling a little bit. So let's get into it. And we're back. Yeah. Thunderstruck. It just it just dawned on me yesterday when when we heard some ACDC on the radio. That's his real singing voice. It's not it's not like from a Chipmunks movie or. Did you hear the story about him? No. Like he tried out for the opera. He like always loved the opera. Yeah. Always loved the opera. And his mom was like had heard him sing before, and she's like, nobody's gonna like him. But he just finally like it would meant so much to him to go to this like opera tryout thing. So she took him. And they're trying out, they're like, you know, what an opera is like. It's like, it's, it's like, like Figaro, like doing this thing. And then, <clears throat> you know, he gets up there and he's like, hi, my name's Sam or whatever his name is. And I want to sing this like opera thing. And he gets on there and he goes, Figaro. <laughs> and they're like, no, no. And that's what cemented, uh, you know, that the, the the humiliation of that moment is what turned him into a rock and roller. Oh my god, that's amazing! Brought him over to the hands of the devil, and since then he's been doing the devil's work. Well, <laughs> yeah, hell's bells, hell's bells. So we are in an ACDC, you know, mindset right now because we just had some planning weekend weekend stuff going on. <clears throat> yeah. Steph was in town in rock Portland. And and uh, and we we planned some cool stuff for you guys. We planned some really cool stuff, big projects for a lot of fizzlers uh, that should be seen outside of fizzle itself as well. In case you don't know, like right, we do fizzle. We have a membership community. We're gonna get we have a topic for you. Just give me a second. We have a membership community where you pay thirty five dollars a month. It's not very expensive, but it it's not insignificant, right? Mm-hmm. 
And it's for people who are like committed. They want to do a business. They know that either it's not going to happen unless they take some action, right? Or it's not going to happen anytime soon unless I get some help. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I, I remember being, I remember I was like, in my own story, I knew it was going to happen, but I was not in any rush. You know, I was just like, this could take as long as it needs to. I was not, I didn't want the pressure yeah. of like needing to succeed in any, in any way. And I, I'm glad that I did it that way because I don't perform that great under pressure like that, yeah. under expectations where shame can, can come. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't do well there. But uh, that's not what we do at Fizzle. There's not shame. There's not pressure. There's just like, if you're working on this, take this course. You're going to have better answers to what you're trying to solve right now than if you're trying to do it on your own. Yeah. You know? Or the other thing is is like, hey, yeah, you're going to be successful probably. You've got the stuff. But the things you're worrying about right now are not the important things. You can, right. like, let us just help you right. fix, patch up these holes in this boat of yours before you start thinking about what it's going to be like in 20-foot seas. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be fine. You're a good sailor. You can do this. But let's, like, look at this vessel for just a little bit longer. I got 10 powerful questions to ask you in the Choosing a Topic course. Right. Let's yeah. define our audience in the defining our audience course. And let's do a little bit of research just on your butts and you're looking at the Internet. You don't have to talk to anybody yet. And it's going to help you patch things up. Then I'm, you better believe it. I'm going to try to get you into talking to real customers. Yeah, because that's something that we know you need. That's what we know is going to kick your business into high gear or your ideal uh, business or your idea about your business. Right. So that's what we do in Fizzle. If you don't know that, like, well, that's how we exist. That's what pays our bills. What keeps the lights on. And what we're planning on doing for a very long time, you know, we're just more and more doubling down on this thing. So if you are a, an independent entrepreneur, if you want to support yourself in whatever capacity, if you have at least a little bit of a leaning towards doing something you actually care about for a living, not like, you know, just being a, I was hearing someone today talk about how the thing with the mob guys, they'd get into these huge businesses like casinos but they'd still be treating it like it's like a, a quick fix thing. Mm -hmm. They'd get in and they'd be like robbing from each other instead of like creating a long-term business. Right. Right. That's not what we're interested in doing. We want, I, because we've, we, it, that doesn't last. It just doesn't last. Right. So anyways, if any of that stuff tickles your fancy, check it out at uh, fizzle.co slash try five, because as a podcast listener, you get five weeks for free. That's just for you listeners. We don't do that anywhere else. Um, because we like you. We get a lot of people who sign up for fizzle from, the podcast. And I think if you're if you're listening to this and enjoying it in any way, you know, our antics here, you're gonna really like what's going on in there. Only if you're like, yeah, I'm I wanna take this seriously. I wanna build maybe I'm I'm ready to commit to this thing. And if you're not, don't worry about it. Keep yeah. keep fiddling with stuff and trying stuff out because one day you'll probably have that confidence and I think, right? And you're ready to be committed. Yeah. I think there's like we were talking today on a on a call in in Fizzle, we do we do calls every week for whoever can make it group group calls, and this one was a special one uh, for students of the Start a Blog That Matters program. And it was a big day because we launched we launched like of blogs. <laughs> how yeah. many like tons of blogs? New, new ones. We do we have a course called Start a Blog That Matters, which is sort of a flagship course. If you want to do a blog, it's sort of been around for five years, mm -hmm. something like that. Thousands of students and lots of success stories, you know, but. We started this out with 
how many people were would distributed start out in the it's like 500 people or something right 300 people yeah i think in 300 the, showed up to the first 300 call. people showed up in the first call yep. and it's we knew, you know we told them like watch we'll see how many are still here at the end yep right we still got one more call but like today there was like 50 or 60 yeah so that's what it looks like to be doing an online business you guys is it's like a lot of people want to do it yeah and only a few people are really doing it when yeah, the, the 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 fact is like the the when when people talk about uh, startup small business failure rates, yeah, they just focus on the business failure, like yeah, the businesses that get off the ground. But what happens before that is, <laughs> yeah, there were like a hundred people who thought to themselves, "Hmm, I think I want to earn like- a living independently or, yeah. or start a business or something," and then about fifty of those ever actually did a single thing. Yeah, yeah, and then of those fifty, maybe like five end up launching a business. Yeah. And then of those five, like, you know, whatever the stats are, two years. or three of them yeah. fail and, yeah. and two of them succeed. But so yeah. it's not, I think the stats are a lot worse when you consider everybody When you consider way. intentions, yeah. Yeah, just the, <laughs> yeah. the initial intention. So what you were saying, like, we focus at Fizzle on people who are already committed. And that's because we just know uh, who has been successful inside of Fizzle and what it takes. Mm-hmm. And usually... Our ideal customer is somebody who has already started taking steps towards building a business. Yeah. And then they just run into these hurdles. They run into perfectionism. We mm-hmm. heard that over and over today. Tons of that. Tons of people going like the hardest thing and they're brave souls because they launched. But they're, I asked them, what is the hardest thing? And what was the best thing about it? The hardest thing for so many was just launching when I didn't, when it like, when there were still like little things on the site that I wish I could have fixed. Yeah. But I didn't really know how. But I had a deadline. But I had a deadline. And you guys were expecting me to do this. Yeah. So I did it anyway, even though it didn't feel perfect. And what else? that's the only way to get a business done because you're never going to feel like it's perfect. And they, they're immediately, what was best about it was the feedback that I got from people. Yeah. The like people reading and and leaving content comments and subscribing to my blog now, you know, and, and Facebook comments and stuff like that, sharing it to people and getting the feedback back after you've been working in a laboratory by yourself for a while. Right. You know, and you put your butt on the line and you put something out in the world and, and, and that is the juice. That's the juice that gets you going a little, Oh, maybe. Okay. Got it. Now I'm out there and you, you, it's just like, it's a little dopamine trigger. And what I said is like, you need those dopamine triggers. They like are so important as a reward center of your brain to, to, to be firing like that when you're doing work that matters to you. And that you, so they're, they're, they're precious. <laughs> and though you got to watch out because the dopamine stuff is what makes us, you know, gambling addicts and cocaine addicts, right. you know? Uh, and I've got a mustache, but I'm not a cocaine addict. And that's, so I'm here as a success story. You know, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> you know, sometimes like I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the next point. What did this. you think I was going to say? No, there? I, it, what happens is I'm thinking of like what, what I need to contribute to this conversation next. And in the split second yeah, that it I takes apologize. me to think about all of a sudden we're talking about mustaches and cocaine <laughs> and I don't know how we got there. You know what? And I, I'm guessing this happens at home too. Oh, listening in on this. Oh, probably people. I, I can imagine people start daydreaming. They're like, "Yeah, am I the committed type?" Or uh, I we got a cancellation. <laughs> we got a cancellation email uh, from Fizzle the other day, and and this lady was like, "I am. I just feel so bad for Chase. He and he and his family need such bad help." <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? <laughs> Did yeah, you see that one? She, she said like, something like, "Please help. Please get Chase help before he destroys himself <laughs> and his family." <laughs> I loved that. I wrote her back. I think she was serious. She was. I wrote her back and I'm like, I've been getting professional help for like two years now. (laughs) 
This is me healthy. <laughs> Put that With in a your pipe. Maniacal laugh. At the same <laughs> yeah, time. exactly. Oh, it's my island. Yeah. I always think of that guy from Braveheart or, or Chevy Chase towards the end of uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah, like, just the world is crumbling around him, and he's like, <laughs> totally, that like uncontrollable laugh. Totally. <laughs> so, anyways. I love, I, I mean, I was so encouraged by people launching their blogs because they're, and it was like a love fest in there. People were just like, this is amazing. So many different blogs about different stuff. And every one of them didn't think they were going to launch in time. Every yeah. one of them was afraid and every one of them was so glad they did it. Yes. It's, that ju it's just the power of imperfect action. Mm. You know? Ooh. I like, is that like a book or something? I don't, should it be? Dude, I, it should be because that feels oh. like what it's like to do a, a small business. I better write that down imperfect action yeah it's a perfect segue into our into our topic for today because if you're anything like me dear listener like you're walking you're there's stuff you end the day going i wish i got more done you know i wish i got more done and this is like every day you know th at least for a long time it was i'm doing better now I, i'm here to say you know what i'm here as a beacon of hope for all y'all out there who are ending your days just wishing that you got more done you know, you end the day and it is a cesspool of shame. It is too bad. I mean, the feelings that that can call down upon you, it is tremendously, profoundly isolating and lonely. And that's why I am going to stop right there because I was going to go into a very different direction. Okay. Because like, it's like the only, it's the only door I saw and it yep. was totally inappropriate. I love that when you start that journey, you know as little about where it's going as we do. I, I Some of them work out, folks. Uh, that's all I can say. Sometimes it does. But you end your day, you wish you got more done, more done, right? You end your day, you wish you got more done. You wish you were more focused. You wish you felt better about the stuff that you did accomplish. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. what is, what's that, what's that feeling? I mean, for, for you, what's that feeling? Like, what is that feeling for you? Tell me about it. Like, where do you feel it in your body? What? The feeling of wishing that I had accomplished yeah. more? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know about where in my body. It feels like a heaviness, like a tiredness. Totally like tired. A, like a, damn it, I I, I didn't give it my all today. It's kind of shame. It's like it's like a kind of shame. Yeah. It's like a version of shame where, uh, and shame to me is like, like it's just it's like. It's just the root of everything. It's the darkest. It's the darkest of yeah. all arts. It really is. Because that, like you, you said it, like the tired. The tired, yeah. like I'm, I'm totally disconnected from my like energy level. Like I don't have anything to give. Yeah, you know. And I'm ending the day. I feel parched. I feel dehydrated. I feel like I've literally been stretching. The truth is, I on those days where I feel like I wish I got more done, I've been working so much harder than other days. So it's not necessarily because I'm mm. distracted. It's because it's like harder to work on this stuff. You I know. I think there's two different kinds of that feeling for me. Okay. One is I wish I hadn't been such a lazy. POS yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could have gotten more done. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And then there's the other one where I was working my off all day. Yeah. And yeah. I got a lot of ideas. Yeah. And I wish that I had just been able to, to like power through and get even more done. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Kind of two different sides of the same coin. I mean, and in my I, I totally I totally agree. You're right. There are two different, two different experiences that I'm talking about when I when I end the day just feeling in that funk. Right? You know, you know what helps? Like uh, not to beat a dead horse yeah. or whatever, but honestly, setting out your day with a list of things that you want to accomplish, yeah. sticking to that list all day, and then at the end of the day, simply spending 10 minutes to write down what you finished, 
yep. what you learned mm-hmm. and what you plan to do the next day. Yep. I know that we've 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 talked about this a lot, but it really works. And when I get into like a, a long cycle of feeling kind of like just unsure about my contributions yeah. and stuff, yeah, it's usually because I've fallen off that wagon for a little yeah. while. And it happens like you know the past couple of days we we were together the whole team here. Yeah. And I just, I didn't get to the productivity journaling stuff. And it's kind of free. You shoot from the hip on yeah. those days. We're just going to do whatever we yeah, do. Yeah, because what are you doing? You're just kind of reacting as things come. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, oh, this would, yeah. we Oh, yeah, that's right. We should do that. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do, you don't have this like anchor. Yeah. You don't have a, like, what's it on the sailboat with the thing that goes down the keel? Is that what it is? The keel's below the boat. Below the boat. The thing yeah. that goes down below the boat that yeah. keeps it from like completely tipping over. Lo- tipping over. Yeah. Like you just don't have that thing in the water at all. Right. right, you're just kind of you're just kind of going from one gust to the next, on yeah. like depending on because because you don't have that 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 keel in there. You, every gust feels as important as the last. Yeah. So so at the end of the day, you feel worn out and like you didn't do enough because you didn't know what you were going to do in the first yeah. place. You were chasing your damn tail. Yeah, that's right. Yep. This feeling is really if you're if you're like going yes 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 me me me. This is a really common thing. I mean, this is this is how I've ended most of my entrepreneurial days. If I if I'm honest, like, yeah. and I and I haven't in a while. And then there's a trick to not just the daily, but then ending your week feeling like you did what you set yeah. out to do. Yeah. And then fe- ending your month, month ending quarter. your quarter, ending your year, all that stuff. And yeah. it's all, it all is the set of dominoes, yep. you know? Absolutely. So what I want to chat about today is, is just like, maybe at the end, if I can remember, we can save our, uh, like probably number one tip, which we have a whole episode on, which I think is the, is the way to roll. And we've already kind of touched on it. But um, I want, or maybe we'll try to, I don't want to like lead with that. And I think that takes some of our gust out of our sales. Oh, I got a little trick coming Jeez. down my sleeves. All right. But there's all these little tasks you have to do as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, as a, as a whatever the hell you are, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're, making, you're making dog beds or jam. You're making uh, little iPhone docks or, uh, or beer koozies, beer koozies right? Uh, which we are using right now. My good friend Fizzler who sent me some beer koozies. Thank you very much. Um, or you have, uh, or you're making some training of some kind. You're teaching somebody how to do something professionally. You are making courses, or you're making emails, or you're making blog you're posts. A speaker, or you're a designer dealing with clients, or, or you're selling sponsorships to your podcast. Yeah, right. Or whatever these things. There's a lot of commonalities in all those businesses. There are There's a lot more than you think. A lot, a ton. In a lot of ways, what this show is is we're trying to find those commonalities as much as possible and say like we're all struggling with this. You know, I always said uh, if we do a fizzle event, we we will. We want to. We want to so badly. Um, I want to make the theme of the event. Of course you're struggling. <laughs> like, of course. We all are. Yeah. Of course you're struggling. Of course it's hard. It's very difficult what you're trying to do. Right. Like, you know? Um, so what I want to talk about today is like our personal, just your mind, Corbett, favorite workflow tricks okay. for the tasks. The common things. The common kinds of things that we do. And let's start with maybe the, the, the one that we definitely all do, which is email. Okay. Right? We all do email. Yep. We all have to do email. We all have an inbox, which is like, which is just getting filled up. Like right now, you're not looking at your inbox, someone's sending you something. Yep. And it's probably not someone you care about, right? Yep. And one of my favorite things about email is uh, 
is a, a, I think a quote from Merlin Mann, something to the tune of your inbox, your email inbox is where you go to hear what the world thinks of you mm-hmm. or what the, you, to hear what the world is demanding of you at any uh, given what moment. What they need from you. Yeah, yeah, what they need from you at any given moment. Right. Here's who we think you are. We think you're a purchaser of these kinds of products. Yeah. Here's who we think you are. We think you're, um, we think you're someone who's going to care about this. Yep. We think you're someone who's going to feel a little bit of like responsibility towards X, Y, and Z. So get involved in your school's PTA, right? We think you're this, that, or the other, right? Um, and you get to choose. I don't know if you guys know this, but you get to choose if that's true or not. <laughs> you get to just not respond. You get to delete. You get to get, I mean, it's incredibly uh, cathartic sometimes to just, sometimes I'm in the mode to just destroy everything. And sometimes I feel I'm in the mode just to like take as long as it's necessary and like, let's get a LaCroix and let's just answer like 500 emails. It'll be fine. And yep. just, uh, just make slow progress. But, and it's not, doesn't have to be that traumatic sort of thing that oftentimes it is for me. Yeah. Where it's like, dude, this is not okay. Yep. Like there's too much. Totally. You know? So anyways, we all deal with email. We're all, we all got that coming in and we all have to. Um, if you ever want to write a guest post for someone, that's probably going to happen through email. If you ever want a big break from something, that's going to happen through email. If you ever want to reach out and make a friend, that's going to happen through email. Half the time, right? So... I want to talk about some some email tricks real quick. All right. So first and foremost is is uh, there's a mindset trick here that uh, I don't know if I can teach. I really don't know. What I'll do is I'll look through the show notes and find some uh, maybe some of my favorite back to work episodes podcast with Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin Merlin, who is I who's I think who's my kind of guru on thinking about productivity and stuff like that. Um, because when you think about email, you have to have that in mind that this is what the world thinks of you and you need to have a little bit of agency uh, to say, to, to just know who you are. Otherwise, you're going to forget. Yep. You're going to be in there just responding to every, every single thing in the same possible way. You know, one of the other places I've, I've learned this is Seth Godin, who you can literally write an email to and who will pretty much write you back, right? I don't know if he still does. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm not advocating that people try that. Yeah, please don't. Please don't. He's a busy guy and he's one of the goodies. You know, but he would respond with, hey, I'm super swamped right now, but what you're working on looks pretty cool. And he'd normally say something specific about about something. Um, that's all it took yep. to get a little bit of human connection and for him to set up a boundary and have a spine. Right. So that's a that to me, just knowing how to do that. Mm-hmm. I get requests to be on podcasts all the time. I had to tell a guy today and I felt bad. You know, because like I was looking at my calendar and just going, you know what? Like this isn't going to work. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Not for another several months. Yep. I just, I just had him get in touch with me like two months ago. I told him like get in touch with me in a couple of months, you know, and I feel bad. But the truth is, dude, I got a lot of bit. I got a lot of stuff going on that actually I care a lot about. Yes. And I, that I have to stay focused on. And that's my commitment. That's my keel uh, underneath the, uh, my fin underneath the damn sailboat. That's keeping me on course. Yep. And it's my son. That's you, Corbett. That's. That's uh, the projects that I'm personally committed to, mm-hmm. that I have a kind of a relationship to. It's my wife, right? And it's yep. my personal health. Yeah. It's all like there's, there's, there's stuff going on here. Yep. And I'm not going to sacrifice that anymore. Yep. Um, that is one of the tricks is just to be able yeah. to say no. Yeah. For me, that's a, that's a starting point with yeah. email. It's really email. You have to be philosophical about it. You have to realize that there's a bit of a leader follower sort of thing happening here where- in the beginning, you the the inbox, like you said, is almost like a, a list of requests for you. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, you feel obligated to to respond and to take action on all of those. Yep. 
eventually you have to realize that the world and the more popular popular you get, the more your work matters out there, the more of these requests that you're going to get. And the more that the world is going to try to use up every little spare minute you have. Mm -hmm. And if you keep saying yes to all that stuff, you're not going to have any time for yourself. So you have to become a leader and realize that you're not obligated to do anything that anyone asks you, anything that any stranger or even, even someone who knows you, you're not obligated to do any of those things. And you might feel bad in the beginning, but you're going to have to learn how to say no. You're also going to have to learn that you don't even have to respond to all of those necessarily, Mm -hmm. especially the things that are clearly like canned emails coming out of some CRM system somewhere. You know, hey, I I noticed that you over at Fizzleco do a lot of X, Y, and Z. I think our (laughs) product Y would be great fit for you. Yeah. Um, Just don't even respond to those. So I, I think that's really step one for me. Step two is to unsubscribe ruthlessly just to, you know, make sure that like you're getting as as few as possible, clean Mm -hmm. it out. And then to use filters. Somebody taught me this trick recently, Chase, which was Mm -hmm. um, you can. So if you use Gmail, it has some pretty powerful filters Mm -hmm. and you can filter on the word unsubscribe and then send those somewhere else because you can be damn yeah. sure that if something says unsubscribe, it's not a one-to-one email coming yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mass email. So start off with the filter on the word unsubscribe and then just send those somewhere else to some other uh, folder. So then you know right away, like your inbox now is just the stuff that matters. The, yeah. the things that are one-to-one emails, not yeah. mass emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then my, I like that. My technique is, uh, first of all, I separate the important stuff. Anything that is super important, like from a team member like you or yep, Steph, yep. Uh, that happens via Slack. So I know that I'm not going to look in email for things that are uber important to me yeah. from mm-hmm. you guys. They're going to be things that are of secondary importance, like from friends or family or whatever. So I'm having different modes of converse, of communicate, communication, like whatever platforms for different kinds of messages yeah. or different kinds of people. Right. So for me personally, like obviously text message with friends. Exactly. Right. It's hey, a, if it's it, important, text me, you know. My friends don't send me little emails. Right. You know, sometimes Facebook Messenger. But that can get lost too, because you got you never know who you have messaging you over. There, yeah, right. But yeah, Slack in our business. If you work with if you work with people, um, or if you have like a mastermind group or something, just start up a Slack group and have that open. You know, because it's better than than dealing with. Or email. if you're dealing with clients, you know, yeah. use a tool like um, Basecamp or something like that. Yeah, you know, where you're going in there, or or get your clients on Slack or whatever, so that you can communicate with them there. Yeah, and you're not constantly in your inbox because mm-hmm. th- your inbox is like Facebook. Every time you go in there, mm-hmm. you're gonna get distracted. I oh, mean, speaking of which, I want to see if anybody got back to me on one of my updates. How today. many how many times do you go into email, and y- you have a a goal in mind, like you got to go look for an email, and then next thing you know, like thirty minutes has gone by, and yeah. and you're like, what the hell was I working on? Yeah, I forgot because totally. I clicked on this first message. Because you get Sonos little, doesn't go on sale very often, and they're on sale right you now. Get that little dopamine every <laughs> yeah. time there's a new a new email for yeah. you because you feel yeah. important or whatever. So, um, so then what I do is now that I know that uh, the important stuff is is coming over Slack or whatever else, emails of secondary importance. That means I can check it less frequently. Yeah. So I go into email about twice a day, mm-hmm. and I just triage it really quick, meaning. I delete anything that's really easy to delete. I yeah. if something I can respond to in like two words. I'll do that really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I get out of there. Yeah. You know, make yeah. sure that there's no fires in there. And then I get out of there. I do that a couple of times a week. Yeah. And then once a week only now I do inbox zero, meaning full on 
the thing, I clean every message out. Once a week, you go all the way. And I do it once a week. And usually you're up against the clock on that because it's like, you know, you've got, you've got stuff going on. It's going to take a long time. So I can usually do that in about 45 minutes or so. Yeah. Inbox zero, the whole thing. And you get into that ruthless mode, like you were saying earlier. End of the week. End of the week. Got to cut. Got to make some cuts. Yeah. And so you just say, Hey, sorry, I'm really busy. I really appreciate you thinking of me, but I just can't do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that ends up being the reply that that most people get, unless it's truly important, unless you are truly committed to it. Or truly interesting in any way, yeah. shape, or form, yeah. right? I mean, this is why it's so important that when you're sending emails to people that they're damn interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because the per- per- person you're interacting with, they're busy. That's why you want to talk with them, because their life has taken shape. Right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's happening, right? And you think getting them on your podcast is going to make it happen for you, right? Well, you got to do that work. Yeah. You got to do that work because they've been doing that work too. Yeah. Um, but okay. I like that. A handful of tips in there from you. I, I like the the segmenting sort of uh, the different, the different communications and the different modes, you know, like we have a friend group here in Portland and I just created a Slack group for all of us. Right. And now we use that. We, it took a while, but we all use Slack I know. to go like, Hey, let's, uh, the dudes ha- have like a little section of it. The chicks have a section of it. The, the, like, uh, the people who are involved in the real estate firm have a section of it, you yeah. know? And, but we mostly just talk to everybody and go like, Hey, it's a pretty nice night though. We can meet on the deck and do some cocktails. If you guys want to maybe hit in the hot tub, like awesome. Very, it's not an email. No, you know, it's definitely not an email. No, it's great. So that's some email tips. I'm trying to think if I have any others, you know, I use text expander, um, a lot for email stuff. So, so that we have, we, we, and there's, and for canned responses, you want to call them that, um, I think they're just really intentional. They're repeatable, intentional responses. You know what I mean? Where, where someone, uh, fills out a survey as they cancel fizzle and they tell us some real answers to like, here's why, uh, and what I'm thinking, I'm going to, I want to write back to them and I'm going to mention something that they, like, I want to mention something specifically that they wrote in, uh, wrote about. I want to mention their name. I want to, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, and then I want to let them know that, hey, your account, we're going to keep it on file for you. You can log in at any time and re- restart your account. Um, and we've also got the podcast. In case you don't know about that, you can take us on the road sort of for free. So I've got a handful of things I want to tell people in a human way. And I want to do it for Frequently. several, right? Every week. So I used a text expander snippet for that, which I, which makes my life really easy that way. Yeah. So um, I remember the first time I heard about text expander yeah. or whatever, the concept was just foreign enough that I didn't pay attention That's to it right. for a long time. You're right. So, so for people who don't know, just tell them, explain how it works real quick. Like you're at your email and you want to use a text. So here's center. a quick one, right? So anybody ask, what's your address? Well, for me, I go colon ADD for the beginning of address. And my whole address expands out. My name, my street stuff, my city, uh, and uh, postal code stuff, right? Bam, done, done, done. Yep. So it's just colon ADD. So in four keystrokes, it expanded that out to be whatever I wanted it to be. And uh, this works across all apps. So yeah. anywhere on in your computer, if you type colon ADD, anywhere. your address is going to come out because yeah. Texas Banner is constantly looking for yeah. that key pattern. Exactly. And uh, you chose that key pattern. I, I designed that whole thing. So it's really, what are the things that I get asked about a lot? What's your email? What, I'm filling out any form. They're going to want to know my email. Yep. Right? So <clears throat> colon CE for Chase email. CP for Chase phone, right? Those are the basic ones. Yep. Now this thing is really robust. So for instance, when someone fills out a, a survey for us and I have like a cancellation survey, I double click their first name, Karen, double click their first name and then copy it. Then in the email to them, I go 
uh, command. I can't remember the thing. I've got like a, a four letter thing that I do. Uh, now it's like all muscle memory. <laughs> I got a four letter thing that I do, which is the, the subject line. Karen, thanks so much for your feedback. Right. So it put in that, what it was in my key, what was in my keyboard. Yeah. Or I'm in my, uh, whatever my, my, what am I looking for? Clipboard in there, in the thing yep. automatically. And then, the, and then the next one is, it does the whole, the whole body of the email using her name a couple different times. Right. Yep. So that to me is a repeatable kind of way for me to be who I want to be. That does not take me like sitting there and, you know, you know, arguing with myself over what I should be saying to Karen. It's like, no, I've already got a process. Yeah. And then I've got a little place I can go add something if I need to. Love it. Right. So text expander, I use a lot for, for product productive reasons as well as just personal reasons. Right. So if I open text expander, um, I, it'll show me statistics I have saved 1.9 million characters, which is uh, about 16,000 snippets have have been expanded. Wait, wait, 1.9 million characters. Yeah, so so if my address is whatever, 30 characters or 50 characters, and I just use four instead, 50 minus four, right? And uh, my hours saved, the actual hours of my life saved are 80. 80.28 80.28 hours of my life that have been saved by not typing those 1.9 million it's amazing. Uh, characters. So uh, it, you can get really nerdy about it, and I do. Like for encoding and all sorts of stuff like that, I have snippets for these things. But for email, if you have a repetitive yeah. kind of task, if you have things like that, you can get really smart. And so realistically, this. if you've been using that for a few years, yeah. you're saving yourself 45 minutes a week or and something. And if, listen, here's the thing, guys. It takes a little investment to get in. Not only is it the app cost money, it's like 20 bucks or something like that, but it takes time investment. You well, got to get used it takes to- awareness of like, what am I repeatedly typing? You have, but I'm saying that like my, that like the, the mentally, what you, how you have to bring yourself to that is, is like, I need to tend to this. This is like a little bonsai tree, mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi. And I need to tend to this because once I do for a little while, the results are going to be profound. Yep. Right. And they are profound for me now. It's really quick and easy for me to start up a new, to create a brand new snippet to solve a problem for something that I'm writing more than twice, right? Ever. And then I can go, I can go, you know, if I forget the code, I can just look it up and then boom, there it is. Hey, I just realized um, Text Expander is made by Smile Software, which also makes PDF Pen, which I'm a big fan of. I use that a lot. Hey, hey, this episode brought to you by fizzle.co slash try five. Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the next thing. Here's um, here's something, Corbett, that I think uh, all entrepreneurs need to be doing. Okay. And I'm not sure if how many of us are doing a great job. Okay. And I think you do a profoundly, like a really good job all of right. this. It's this like checking in either weekly, monthly, or quarterly with how are we doing, mm. right? How is the business doing? How is it going? Am I in danger? Right? I think a lot of us just have a I'm in danger feeling all the time. Yeah. Right? And um and it takes a few years of being working on your own to get yep. used to like I'm not in danger, uh but but everything is is totally un, like capable of being out of balance. Right. So, I don't know if there's any workflow tricks to this one as mm. much as it is just something we have to do, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um this is a good one. So a couple of things. So every month I have a few recurring tasks in Asana that pop up for me. Okay. All right. Tell me about those and then tell me about what a recurring task is. Okay. Okay. So in Asana, a recurring task is just, you can create a task and then tell it that, or tell Asana that it's going to happen um, every so often. Oh, wait, first just say what Asana is really quick. Too. Asana is a task management tool. Similar it's to- free. To, it's like a to-do list. Like a to-do list, yeah. That you can use with Teams. Mm-hmm. 
And so in Asana, uh, I create tasks for things like, uh, you know, closing our monthly books, Mm -hmm. for example. Okay. And then I tell it to uh, recur every month on the second or or whatever Mm -hmm. to give us enough time to get all the data in. So once a month, I have this list of tasks that I need to do. And it's just a a really good reminder that I need to go do these things. And um, in addition, so I mentioned closing our monthly books. That means we we have an accountant that we pay every month to Mm -hmm. close them for us. And then I have to go in and just verify everything. I go and look at every expense, make sure it's categorized properly. And then I'm able to look at our income statement, balance sheet, all that kind of stuff. And just you know, compare this month to last month. And then I send you an email every month as well saying, Hey, here's how we did. Here's how it compared to last month. Here's what I think the trend is, you know, and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, so financially at a minimum, every business should be doing this. And even if you don't have revenue, you should be doing this to monitor your expenses every month. If you're just getting a business off the ground, close your books every month, use, uh, an accounting tool like zero, uh, X E R O.com or QuickBooks or whatever works for you. Uh, some people use fresh books. It's fine. Use one of those tools so that you can have a handle on how much you're spending every month. And if there are major changes from month to month and yep. how much revenue you have coming in. So mm-hmm. that's on the revenue side on the, just how are we doing from a business standpoint? In addition to that, there are a bunch of metrics that feed into your revenue, right? A bunch of precursors to that, like how many customers signed up this month, how many people read our blog post, how many people downloaded our podcast, yep. how many people uh, took advantage of the Try 5 offer. Mm-hmm. All of these things that we know feed into us earning new business, keeping business, making sales, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a big, what I called a like a funnel-based metrics spreadsheet. This is just like a big Google spreadsheet where all of those things that that we think matter to us, we keep track of every month. And I have a another to-do item where I go in there once a month and update all those numbers. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, you can quickly kind of notice if anything's askew, like you might notice all of a sudden that, holy shit, our search traffic is down 50% this month. Yeah. Or, oh man, like we had uh, twice as many people sign up for Try 5 as last month. Like, why Why is that? Mm-hmm. So it can pop up some questions pretty quickly. But uh, I really save the in-depth analysis for about once a quarter, where then you go in and look at the data and start to look for the bigger trends. You draw some graphs. And that's where, like, you know, a couple of days ago, I had a presentation for the rest of the team to say- good, It was a good graph. Just to say, like, here's what's going on and here are the trends that you can see from the data. So the point of keeping the data every month isn't necessarily to do, like, a super deep dive because that can take a long time. But a lot of the data, you can't go back and look up very easily. Like, for example, if you wanted to track, like, how many Facebook followers do we have this month and last month? Yeah. It's hard to find a place where you can go in and just look it up. How many do we have in March and how many do we have in April? So you kind of have to track it at the beginning of every month yeah. if you want that data. Otherwise, it's gone. Yep. So do that work every month and then just figure that at some point you're going to have use for that data to look up and see how you've been doing. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because this is, um. so, I mean, the idea of the recurring the recurring task is is something that's a bit of a hack, a bit of a trick to like, yes, you yeah. can get reminded to do stuff. And this is the power of using a tool like Asana or being uh, at all in any in any way, shape or form, a person who can use technology to be more productive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rather than just less productive. Right. I have a real problem with recurring tasks because they keep recurring 
Do you know what I mean? They just Man, keep coming up, aren't you? and the chances are they're recurring in the moments that I'm like, like, I just I I I do some so um, I I'm the that trope about being the creative weirdo, the up in the clouds all the time, right? Yeah. But I'm I'm used to doing bigger projects, and I want to stick on that, and I want to give it everything. Yeah. And then I want to move on when it's done. Right. You know. So the recurring, maybe if it was like Friday was my check-in day or something is that how it works for you is like do you have like a day of the week where like for instance you're going through all your emails and you're doing some of the check-in stuff and that's so you know friday is going to be lighter or have that kind of mode uh yeah well like monday morning starts off as like you know planning and planning. then you have a team meeting yeah and, and i have a recurring task for that like yeah. to check in on monday yeah it's just on my list got it's it. one of the things and then uh actually i do inbox zero in the middle of the week like okay. on wednesday oh nice i like that yeah. okay so you mentioned planning let's go let's switch into that mode now okay. and any tips and tricks or things that we do that we find helpful because the truth is we've we've been doing this for a while and we, we have some tips and tricks for this kind of stuff but you know as an entrepreneur as someone who maybe is is tr is trying to train up other people or trying to sell product to more people or trying to create a new product or trying to deal with customer support or all sorts of stuff, right? I've got this business. It's like a boat and it's either taking on a lot of water or a little water. There's no such thing as a perfect boat maybe. Um, but I got to have a kind of sense of I'm heading the right direction. Mm -hmm. That That's what we were just talking about, having these analytics to say like how many sales per month? Is it on average? Or is it more? Is it less? Uh, all those kinds of things. But then there's also like strategy and planning for the things I've got to do next. Yeah. Right? Because there, nobody's sitting here telling me what I need to do. Yeah. Right? Yep. Unless you're on the fizzle roadmap in which we're saying like, all right, let's talk about uh, this step or this step or this step. Yeah. Right? Um, but most of us, we're, we're not being told what to do. Uh, we get to make that up ourselves. That's part of why we wanted to do this in the first place. Right. Right? So of all the possible, possible answers to that question, what should we work on next? Like how how do you or we and Fizzle go about figuring out yeah how to pick? Okay, so the real danger here is in second guessing yourself frequently, like in the middle of a project or yeah. every week, like wondering is this the right project? Is yeah. that the right project? Yeah, and then stopping things in the middle, not giving them enough energy to see if they actually work out. Because the truth is, you don't know. None of us can know which of the projects that you could possibly do. Yeah. There are probably thousands or hundreds at yeah. least. There's no way to possibly know which one is the project that would change your business. Yeah. You just have to gather evidence and talk with people and then make an informed decision that this one's worth trying. I believe this one's worth trying right now. Yeah, yeah. And what we do is we limit how often we have those conversations to once a quarter mm -hmm. because we choose a handful of projects. We choose enough to keep us interested, but we realize that it's going to take a little bit of time to execute a project and to see if it worked. Yeah. yeah. And so instead of like planning projects every week, like, oh, what project should we work on this week? We plan them all out in advance mm -hmm. for a quarter, yeah. and then we just diligently work on those things, and we don't add or subtract a whole lot from that list. I'd say, you know, generally we come up with around 10 or 12 projects that we work on as a, a team of three or four um, for a quarter, and we might add one or two in the middle of a quarter, and we might remove one or two in the middle of a quarter. Yeah. But it's not like this massive change in the middle there, and- you know, really, like this is this goes back to uh, that framework that you came up with, the CEO versus worker bee yeah. modes, mm -hmm. and we're all in these as entrepreneurs. The CEO mode is the strategy mode, where you're thinking about 
what should we work on and what's going to pay off and what results do I want to see from this? Yeah. But you can't be in that mode all the time because that mode doesn't actually get anything done. It's just, you know, head in the clouds. Yeah. And yep. so then you have to go into what you called worker bee mode, which is heads down, just taking the orders and screwing the caps on the bottles. Mm-hmm. And so we just really try to limit how often we are allowing ourselves to be in CEO mode and trusting that the things that we came up with while we are in that mode are still worth doing and worth seeing what the results are. Yeah. And then you learn from that. And maybe you learn that, oh, that was dumb that we picked that project. You know, yeah. why did we pick that one? Why do why? And I think the only reason why we learned from it is because we committed to it in the first half. We, we like, we were, we were all aware that we were going to do that. Like that was on the board. Yeah. Right. And then we're like finishing up the quarter going like, wow, we had too many things on the board. We had too many things on the board or this one was way bigger than we thought it way was. Way bigger. Or um, this one really was just off base because- we were really excited about it, but there was no business objective tied to no it. No business, or there was no, like it just the customers did not end up or we didn't, responding yeah, at all. Yeah, or it was like, uh, we didn't talk to customers enough. There's mm-hmm. there's all kinds of things that you learn. But uh, the important thing is, you know, stick to the projects, work through them until they're done. And then at the end of that period, go back and review all of them. Yeah. So we, we keep uh, track. This is really fun. We keep track of all the projects that we've finished. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the quarter, we go back and look at them. And they have, uh, you know, we use Trello, which is mm-hmm. a a free uh, project management sort of like note sticky note kind of application, and it's great for workflows like this where you have projects in one column that you've committed to, you have projects that are in progress, and then you have projects that are finished, and you can attach the person who is responsible or the people who worked on it. There's a little photo of them on each of those cards. Yep. So at the end of the quarter, when we look back, it's kind of a little kudos pat on the back thing. You know, hey, let's talk about this project that Chase worked on. Great job. What did we learn from that? You yeah, know? yeah. And then you get to improve your CEO mode every quarter because you learn some things along the way. The other, yeah. the other quick little trick here is that um, you know it's really easy to get distracted by new ideas that you have along the way. Right? Yeah. This customer gave me this feedback, or ooh, I discovered this new software, and it seemed like this would be really amazing. We used to um, be a lot more prone to just kind of jumping on those ideas when yeah. they came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now what we do is we just have another column. It's kind of like an ideas column before we've committed to it. And anytime something like that comes up in a meeting or whatever in the middle of a quarter, we just say, yeah, that's fine. We acknowledge that. It could be amazing. Let's just put it in the ideas bucket. And then at the beginning of quarterly planning, we'll take a look at it. And maybe it'll maybe it'll sound as exciting as it does right now. Yeah. Um, or maybe other things will supersede it. So we just use that ideas bucket and then uh, that that frees you up so that you don't have to like sit there and dwell on every little idea that comes up. You just have a place, the action that you take is not working on the project, not committing to it. It's just writing it down. Okay, so that's as much time as we have for today. We're going to split this episode into two parts and we're going to be back next week with more tips. We've got other things to get into like social media, customer support, work-life balance, handfuls of other categories that we've defined to talk about our favorite workflow tips and tricks about this. If you like this episode, give it a share, tell your friends, because I think there's some really, really good, like, you know, useful workflow things in here that I'm hoping that you are loving as a listener. I have been Chase Warbin Reeves. I've been Corbett Barr. And I will see you there. Or I will see you on another time. So there you have it. 
fizzleshow.co slash 180. That's 180 is where you're going to find the show notes and much more than that, actually, for this episode. This is a two-part episode, and so we're creating a large sort of, uh, you know, a document, a living document of sorts, a blog post that kind of shows, uh, that gives you some resources that we're talking about in each one of these categories. In this episode, it was it was email, and it was planning and strategy and the, the sort of analytics, how are we doing kind of type question thingy. Um, there's going to be more in the next episode, so, uh, so check out the show notes, fizzleshow.co slash... 180. Here's an iTunes rating from Outlaw on the Run in the US of A, whose title is just, you know, just hearts. It's just it just has a bunch of hearts. And it just says, I stumbled upon the Fizzle Show a couple months ago, and I'm in, and I am one of those fizzlers that backtracked to listen to almost every single episode because they're so incredibly helpful and entertaining. Chase, Corbett, and Steph and other previous co-hosts provide honest, real advice and information that's perfect for anyone who wants to start or maintain a sustainable business about something they truly care about. Couldn't recommend more highly. I am so grateful to hear that outlaw on the run. Thanks so much. You know, that's like when I'm, I, I mean, I imagine, I imagine that to be the case for some of you. And and I don't hear that all that often. Um, certainly not often enough for my, you know, narcissistic mind. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But anyways, my dear listener, if you haven't left us an iTunes review, we've got a lot there and I want to keep going. Like I want to be, we're not, a, we're not a huge podcast, but we have a lot of ratings and reviews and I love that. I go there to learn about how people think about these podcasts, and we've got a bunch of them, you guys, and I want one from you if you haven't made one yet. Just, if you have a second, leave us one if you haven't, if you like this show, if you like this show. Uh, You can just search for Fizzle in the iTunes store and click write a review or use the iTunes podcast app. I believe that works just as well. So that's it for this show, guys. Remember, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how hot it gets, Remember, we are humans. You are a human, and we are in this together. You're not alone. It's not a win-lose, zero-sum game. We've got some time. Maybe you can make something you care about. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.